Hey, my Alchemy Chic family. Just wanted to let you guys know that we are now available on several different platforms. Yay! So you can now find Alchemy Chic on Anchor, the Anchor app, of course, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. I'm so excited that our family is expanding. Make sure you go to each platform and subscribe now. Thanks. Love ya. Hey, Alchemy Chic family, this is just a warning that this episode may contain some very colorful, very, very colorful language. So if you have little ones around, please grab your headphones, or if colorful language offends you, please skip this particular episode. Thanks. Alchemy Chic family, it's me. I am back, and we are back with part two of my financial clusterfuck. Um, just wanted to clarify the last time um, on the episode, I spoke about being anti home ownership for myself. Um, just wanted to clarify that I'm not saying you should not own a home, I don't want anyone to think that I'm home or house shaming them. It's just one of those things of like after the wedding, there's the marriage. So just wanted to kind of um, clarify that just so you know that um, with the last podcast, it was just I was just simply saying home ownership isn't a responsibility that I am ready for just yet. So um, I kind of listened to that playback. I was like, I hope nobody takes offense to that. And that and I wasn't saying you should not own a home. I'm just saying be be aware and understand what that responsibility entails and not just do it just because everyone else says that you should. Um, so I just wanted to kind of clarify that. So in this episode, I am going to spill my guts about my own financial clusterfuck. (laughs) Um, that's what kind of inspired the whole thing. And just to give a little background of where I have gone and what I have gone through actually with my own finances and things that I've learned along the way. And hopefully by passing that on and being completely open and honest about it, that in turn that can help someone someone else um, to start their journey, encourage someone else to start their journey or um, give hope to people who are on that journey of whatever their financial goals are to keep going. So um, getting into and, and, and spilling my own beans here, let's talk about credit card debt. And so we actually got our first voicemail and they had a very great question about what I did to pay off my debt. So let's take a brief listen and I'll be back with my answer. So this is Tyree. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome podcast that you just did about money one of the questions i want to ask you is um how did you pay off your debt in which way you paid off your debt once again it was very off awesome you went through detail and i appreciate that thank you okay so the question basically just being about how i paid off my debt 
and what I did. Um, I don't know if there is a clear answer to this. <laughs> I will try. Um, hence why it's called my financial clusterfuck because it just there's no streamline to this for me. It was just kind of all over the place and I did what I did when I could, how I could, and just made it happen with certain things. So there have been times that I've gotten myself in debt, out of debt, back in debt, and out of debt again. It's just kind of one of those things. I don't know why I, why it happens or why I do it or how I put myself in those situations, but that's just my reality. And um, I just have to be aware of the choices that I make and understand what I have to do within those choices. So one thing I wanted to talk about was my personal credit card debt. Um, much like many of us, I got a credit card in college which I got three, not one, not two, but three in college. Now, I didn't know anything about credit cards. My my mom never really explained that part of the whole financial aspect. I just knew that I had credit cards and you could just swipe away. Um, but supposedly, air quotation, I used it in a noble way, um, air quotations there again, um, I had one credit card that I used to pay down some of my tuition when I was in college. Um, sounds responsible when you don't have the money to pay it back, not so much. Um, the next one I used to pay for books, again, sounds responsible, but when you don't have the money to pay it back, not so much. And the last one I was completely irresponsible with where I went out and I bought clothes and Mac makeup and music because back then you had an actual record store that you can go to and buy actual CDs to listen to music before downloads happen. Ooh, I'm telling on myself. But, um, but yes, so that's what I did with those credit cards. And I never knew exactly how the credit card system worked until I used up all of my credit cards. Um, so that was kind of my introduction to getting out of debt. And so once I started working, I paid off all of those credit cards and I was like, nope, I'm definitely not doing that again. That was terrible. It is just not, that's just not for me. And then um, in around 2007, uh, 2000, yeah, 2007, there was a house fire um, where I lost every single thing that I own. I literally only had the basketball shorts I, I slept in and the tank top I had on, the keys to my car and my car. That was it. So I lost everything in that fire. So I ended up getting a credit card because I needed to live off my credit card <laughs> with um, making sure, because it was months after that, I, I decided to open up my own business, which I've talked about that before on uh, a few episodes back, but I opened up um, my business. And so trying to rebuild my personal life as well as building my own business, yeah, that was a lot. So um, I had a credit card that I needed to use to live off of. And so um, I did that unapologetically. It was what was necessary for me. I did not want to, but logistically I, I had to so that's how I dealt with that once I kind of got myself stable 
I paid off that credit card and I was like, nope, that's it. No more credit cards. I'm definitely not doing it again. I equate credit cards to Satan. They remind you of your past and they never forgive you. Um, it's just, it's just one of those things that I don't really want to relive again. At least that's where my mind was at the time. And for the longest time, I did not have a credit card. And as of recently, I got another credit card, um, hoping to reestablish air quotations there, my credit, because I, apparently I don't have enough credit and that's a whole nother story. But, um, so to establish more credit, I got a credit card against my own intuition and against my own knowing I got one because that's what, that's what everyone told me that I should do again, everyone shooting all over me and me not listening to what I know to be good for me. And so I now have another credit card (laughs) that I am in the process of paying off and forgetting about. Um, So that way I can live the rest of my life without a credit card and I'm so okay with that. I'm just the kind of person, if I don't have cash, it's just not happening. Um, and I know for some that may be a bit extreme, but for me, that's definitely what I needed. And I almost felt like I was a, um, I don't know, like a lone wolf in that, in that regard until I decided to join a program, um, through my church, which is through, uh, North Point Ministries or Buckhead Church here in the Atlanta area. They have a program called Money Wise, which is completely free. And with the Money Wise program, you are with a mentor for one entire year um, and you follow the Dave Ramsey uh, teachings and you basically with your mentor, they work to see how you can get yourself out of debt and live debt free. And a lot of that teaching talks about living strictly by cash and not through Uh, credit cards or loans or anything like that. So I thought I was the only one that thought that way. And though for me, Dave Ramsey can be a bit extreme. Um, yeah, for me, that was, it it was, it was kind of confirming and comforting to know that I wasn't the only one that thought that way. Um, and I'll put the title of the book in the description that we followed, but That has also helped me with making sure that I get on track to get out of debt and be completely debt free um, within the next two years. So that well, actually next year, because the first year has already gone gone by with my money wise mentor. So it took a lot for me to drudge up my debt clusterfuck that I had going on and seeing where I can go from there to rebuild and see what I needed to do. It is not the easiest thing, but when you know, you know, you know, you know exactly where you are financially, it makes it easier. And once I, I, I talked about it in the last, um, the first part of the, my uh, clusterfuck podcast is making sure that you know what your financial identity is. So that way you're not living through everyone else's suggestions. You know, it's kind of like take the meat and spit out the bones uh, way of living where you take in what you need and adjust it to what's going to be best for you and then go from there. I'm not saying I have it all perfect. I most definitely do not. Uh, But I am in the midst of my own financial clusterfuck and I'm making my way out of it. Um, so that was one of the things that I wanted to talk about is just some of the, 
some of the ways and debt that I've had and how I created it, got out of it, created it and got out of it again. Um, and I'm making my way out of it again. <laughs> so just wanted to kind of share that. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about was investments. And I briefly spoke on it before in the last podcast. And one of the major things for me was finding out about um, doing investing. And it was something that was very intimidating to me. And I I took a seminar through the Robert Kiyosaki uh, education group and they gave like a brief overview between real estate as well as doing investments and um, which I'll talk more about that a little bit later in this podcast. But what was interesting to me was the stocks that they spoke about albeit was the most intimidating of the seminar, it was the one that fascinated me the most. And so that kind of launched my curiosity into wanting wanting to know more about investing. And I'll say this, um, it is intimidating, but the more I learned about it, the more I became obsessed with it and actually enjoyed it and thought that it was a lot of fun. And boy, oh boy, there's so many ways to flip your money in the stock market, which I'll talk about that a little bit later on in this podcast too. But what I wanted to talk about mostly for the investment portion of this, of this episode was just to talk about the importance of educating yourself. Um, again, not listening to what everyone say that you should do and just giving an option out there so you can make a choice for yourself. Um, I signed up through TD Ameritrade. And I absolutely love them. I wish they could be my primary bank. That's how much I love them. Um, But basically, through TD Ameritrade, I have learned everything that I need to know about investing. They have classes that are free to their, their, um, their members. So if you have an account with them, you have these classes on deck for free and it's at your own pace. Um, but they have classes all the, starting from you not knowing absolutely nothing about investing, going all the way up into understanding about different trading methods, butterfly spreads, iron condors, and all these terms, they sounded completely foreign and like completely wolf on wall street to me. When I first heard it, I was like, Whoa, I don't know anything about this. This is too much. But the more I got into it and I learned it little by little, Um, It really helped me to understand. I'm not saying I'm a master trader by no means. But what I am saying is that understanding what choices you have, it's great to have choices and understand where you can go and how you can flip certain things. And it's been truly an amazing ride for me. Um, they, They are available 24 hours a day. Uh, If you have questions and I have called them with the most tedious questions. And I remember starting with TD Ameritrade, you have a platform where you could trade, you could trade fake money against the real stock market. And so this is a way for you to kind of get your feet wet to make all the mistakes you want without actually making a mistake with your own money, which is great in in my opinion, of course. Um, It helps with making sure that whatever situation you end up in, um, you're not betting your own money. And so that really helped me to kind of get my feet wet. And I remember calling TD Ameritrade when I decided to place my first trade with my own money. And I called them and 
and told the lady, I said, I, first thing I told her, I said, I need you to have as much patience with me as possible. Um, because I'm going to place my first real trade and I need you to walk me through it. And she walked me through it, um, from beginning to end. And when I push send on my order, I literally screamed. I was like, ah! I was like, oh my gosh. And I bought shares of Snapchat and it was when it first, uh, uh, made its, its, its public offering. And I was so stoked and terrified and excited and like nervous. Everything is like all those emotions were, were getting to me. And, um, and I just kind of watched it. I did not put in that much money. I put, I put in maybe 60 bucks. Um, and I put that money in and I sat there and I watched it like a hawk. I think I probably checked my account like three or four times a day. And that's definitely something you don't want to, you don't want to do a watch pot doesn't boil kind of a situation. Um, and I noticed, you know, there were certain things that I, I'd use it as a learning experience and I ended up getting out of the trade cause I was losing some money. Um, I think at the end of the day, I only ended up losing $20 um, out of the, the initial investment that I put in. So that was good because I understood how to actually go through a full cycle of, I lost money. Yes. But I understood how to go through a full cycle of investing and pulling my money out. So I use that as a learning experience. The other thing that I would like to encourage you all to know is that you don't have to have this large wad of money. Um, so my rule of thumb is, Never invest more than what you would care less to see again. So if I could care less to see 60 bucks, then I'm totally fine with investing that because you just don't know how the market is going to go. Nothing is a guarantee. You can have higher probability, but nothing is a guarantee. So if you don't mind never seeing it again, then by all means, go ahead and invest it. But if you think you have to have these thousands upon thousands of dollars, um, now if you just want to throw away thousands upon thousands of dollars, starting off investing by all means, you know, more power to you. Let me borrow a few, <laughs> but, um, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be that way for you. Um, so I would invest 60 bucks here. Um, I think probably the most that I've invested thus far, because I'm still considering myself to learn it even a year and a half in, um, oh wow, no, it's been longer. It's been almost two years, but, um, yeah, even that long in, I'm still considering myself a learner. So I haven't really invested more than $120 at best. Maybe I think, no, it's maybe $150. Um, because I'm still learning and I'm still wanting to see how everything goes. And if I lose it, I won't lose it. <laughs> if that makes sense. I won't completely flip a wig if I lose, um, smaller amounts of money, uh, while I'm still trying to learn as well as still using the paper platform so I can practice with larger amounts of money. Um, so I would just encourage you guys to check to see what, um, trading brokerage you would like to use TD Ameritrade, Charles Schwab, um, um, Scott trade, E-Trade. Like there are so many different, um, brokers that are out there that you can try and see, you know, starting off small and kind of growing and, and just kind of seeing where it goes from there. I would highly encourage it because I think it's a great way 
to kind of build um, some some sort of financial some sort of financial supplement, that's the word, some sort of financial supplement without necessarily having to spend extra time physically having to be somewhere. So that was the benefit for me when I looked at how investing works. The last thing I wanted to talk about that was helpful in my financial journey is looking at multiple streams of income, going through different avenues, Um, there are so many ways to make money. Now you really just have to find what is going to work best for you. And I will say this, none of these types of streams of income is, you know, overnight get rich quick situation. So I will try to rattle off as many as I can as, as options that you could take a look at. Um, that would help with, again, supplementing your income, adding more. Some of these may require you to actually be physically somewhere. Some of them, well, all of them will require you to put in more time. So um, the first one that I can kind of speak on because I, I got a little bit of knowledge about it is um, real estate. Now, I'm not a real estate broker. No, I don't do um, flipping homes or anything like that. But again, with the Robert Kiyosaki education course that I took, they talked a lot about different ways that you can earn income using real estate. Um, So you can do the flipping homes. You can purchase a home that you can use as rental property, or you can have like an Airbnb situation where you're using it um, to rent out to short-term Uh, situations and you're making money off of it that way you have a lot of people that will um, flip homes you know buy them buy them low fix them up and sell them for a profit hopefully (laughs) Um, the other thing is there was something that I heard about and please do not take this like as solid this is me simply trying to paraphrase what what I heard Um, in the Robert Kiyosaki course they talked about actually going to sell contracts to homes. So you would go to a homeowner, ask if you can buy their contract, and then you would sell that contract to a real estate investor. And then once that home is sold, you make money off of it, never having to have touched the house, never having to have had a, a resident for as, as or be a landlord, any of those things, which I found that to be very interesting. Um, And that may be something I take on a little bit later, but I just thought that that was really fascinating and thought that that was actually really cool. So real estate is one way of doing that. Um, Of course, the stock market, what I talked about before, um, there are ways where you can actually rent out your stock like you do your home. Um, You don't have to worry about um, doing any kind of upkeep and yeah, that would be a whole lot to go into, but that is definitely an option. It does require more up upfront cost, but it'll be worth it once you're getting um, income off of however many stocks you own and that you're renting out and making the premium off of those every single month, which I think is just so dope. Um, and that is one of the ways that I'm looking to diversify in my investment investment situations not there yet but looking to do that at some point um 
Another thing is having like an online store. A lot of people are, you know, doing their own um, Shopify or or Poshmark or um, a lot of people have their own eBay accounts or, you know, just different ways of selling retail um, within your own, your own website and marketing to your friends, family, or, you know, however you decide using social media, all these different avenues to sell your products online and then you're making the profit from those sales and so I don't really know much about that to be honest but I do know that there are a few people that I have met that are making supplemental income off of that um the last one is one that I know for sure um definitely is great for supplemental income and that is network marketing or direct sales these are typically bad words to people. So please do not turn this off. Let me explain. Um, I definitely have um, a network marketing business. I will not promote it on here um, simply because that's not what this platform is about. However, I will say being a part of the network marketing or direct um, sales uh, marketing industry, it is by far to me the best way to multiply yourself and add more income without adding that much more effort. Um, and what I mean by that is if you are, for instance, I have a friend and she has a pancake company and she's able to multiply herself by selling several units of pancake, different pancake mixes without necessarily having to multiply herself. And so that's a way of, you know, expanding your your brand and expanding your income without necessarily stretching yourself too too thin entrepreneurship is something totally that's a different beast so yeah you're gonna spread yourself thin but not to the point where you can multiply yourself and work it that way and not be stretched too too thin so that's just something that I've observed. One thing I will say that I don't like about the network marketing industry as I am a part of it um, and one narrative that I try to make sure I don't try to use as like a sales pitch, quote unquote, um, it's not a get rich quick situation. None of them are any of them that tries to promise you that they are lying. Um, it, what it is, it is an opportunity for you to build a business that you don't necessarily have to be an expert at what that business is whether it be a service or a product, you don't necessarily have to know all the chemical compounds of whether it be a dietary situation or a hair care situation. You don't necessarily have to know all the chemical compounds within that product. You just have to be able to share your experience with it and how it works and how positive it is for you. Um, whether it be a service that you're selling within the network marketing industry, you don't necessarily have to know all of the gigabytes or you don't necessarily have to know all of the, the law terms, or you don't have to necessarily know all of the credit, you know, background check and credit laws and tax laws and all this other stuff. You don't have to know all of the single details of that, but you can talk about your experience with utilizing that service. And so that's what I mean when I say you don't have to be an expert, but you can still benefit from from utilizing and growing that business. Um, so that is definitely something that can be a supplement, supplemental income. 
And the way that I utilize my network marketing business is that I use the money from that to flip into the stock market. Um, so that way I'm not risking my actual bread and butter. Um, but I am using it to see if I can flip it and make more, or if I flip it and lose it, I won't necessarily miss it. So that's one way that I'm using it, using one income to flip into another without me necessarily either putting up front my bread and butter, my daily bread and butter, which is my, 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 um, storefront business, or if it's, you know, a way for me to kind of see how to flip money several ways. It helps in that regard. So that's what I utilize mine for. Everyone has a different reason as to what they're going to do with it or why they're going to utilize that way of making more income, uh, making more money for their family, whatever the case may be. But I would definitely say, make sure that, you know, if it's for, or if you're curious about it, look to see what whether you want to do a product or a service-based uh, company and then go from there. Um, there are so many different companies out there that you can, you can choose from, um, and just see where it can take you. It takes work and it takes consistency. So it's definitely not a cakewalk, but it will be beneficial for sure. Just as long as you know why you're doing it and what, you know, what to expect from it, then you should be just fine. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much what I had for, learning how to, you know, get through your, your debt while at the same time, you know, picking up different things to add more income to what it is that you're currently doing. Um, so that way, you know, that you have your options and ways that you can, Oh, I'm sorry. Last one, uh, becoming a life coach or a motivational speaker. Those are also things I know public speaking is probably one of the most terrifying things for some people. But if you are one of those bold beings, or if you would like to become one of those bold beings, you can actually utilize that as well. I don't know much about that aspect of things, but I have a few friends that are utilizing that to completely not only just give them a, a stream of income, but some of them are actually using it as a complete career change. And so I think that that would be really good as well um, as an option. And I think that that would work for some people who really have a story and would just love to learn how to do that. And there are different ways that, that you could do that as well. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much everything that I wanted to include in this episode of my financial clusterfuck. Um, I really just wanted to share my personal debt situation and share some methods, um, two of which I'm definitely using to get to my financial freedom goals, which is just being debt free. I, I don't know what that number is going to look like. Um, I just know I'm working towards it and I'm learning as I go and I'm looking for different ways to make that happen. So I just wanted to kind of share that and be very open because that's what this podcast is about is kind of taking the mask off and exposing and being vulnerable. And that's exactly what I thought I did here today, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so yeah, if you guys have any questions 
please make sure that you download the Anchor app and leave me a voicemail. Download the Anchor app, search for Alchemy Chic, and you can leave me a voicemail and I can share it like I did earlier in this episode. And you can let me know what's on your mind. Um, There will be more episodes coming up. I'm so excited. I can't wait to share those. They should be coming up very soon here. And that's it for tonight, guys, or today, or whenever you're listening. (laughs) And until next time, we are ordinary women doing extraordinary things. You guys have an awesome time. Speak to you soon.